Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. What a perfect intro song from Led Zeppelin. Communication breakdown, because, boy, that's what we had last night for a half hour. I guess uh, Elon Musk is not the all-omnipotent, pretentious guy that he pretends to be. Because for a half hour, he botched the opening of the campaign for the presidency by the guy I'm supporting against Donald Trump, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. And I mean, he botulized it big time. Now, you got to ask yourself, Lou, uh, Tucker Carlson said about 10 days ago that he was going to try to do uh, his show on Twitter. Actually, Fox News Channel is going to go to court, try to prevent him uh, from dealing with Elon Musk uh, simply because they have a no-compete contract and they're willing to pay it out for millions and millions of dollars to keep him off of any network, any platform, I believe, to 2025. But after last night's debacle and just, I mean, just total meltdown of the Twitter system, for a half hour, people were held in the lurch And I must admit that Donald Trump seized the moment, as he always does. And he went on the attack. And through his own truth, social networking. Remember, he was offered to come back onto Twitter by Elon Musk when he took it over. And Donald Trump said no. And obviously, yesterday, it was clear that it was very opportune of him to use his own uh, sort of form of Twitter his truth social uh, networking uh, line to just do a parody of the Ron DeSantis opening salvo that even somebody like me is supporting DeSantis had a laugh because it was very well done. Here it goes. Trump trumped DeSantis and Elon Musk. Are uh, kind of melting the servers. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. Time to freedom and his money where put his money where his mouth is. Upset the narrative, upset the narrative control control imposed on us by our, us by our government. Who gave that light to me? Can I gladly stand up? Have uh, Governor DeSantis uh, make this. Uh... <laughs> We're just trying to to get it going. Just trying to get you on. Elon Musk totally fumbled this opportunity. 
I think if you're Tucker Carlson, you're going to take a pass on trying to do a new show on Twitter. And most importantly, Donald Trump was able to seize the occasion to do a great parody in which he used his own opening, uh, his own opening, uh, celebration when he entered the race from Mar-a-Lago, flags, people clapping, uh, old-fashioned music. You know, um, I don't often credit him because Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight, that Mama Luke is oftentimes wrong, but he was so right with Sid the other morning when he said, how foolish to do your opening salvos of your campaign against Trump from Twitter, since most Republican voters are 55-plus and do not have a Twitter account. That was a brilliant observation and proved to be true. Frank Morano was right. Elon Musk, oh my God, what a debacle. And Ron DeSantis had to try to recover. I know he was on with our own Mark Levin uh, later on uh, after his uh, opening remarks. But it was a disaster. There's no other way to describe it. And hey, look, I'm a Ron DeSantis supporter. Uh, In fact, the day before Tim Scott, it took a page out of, oh, oh, you listen to it, and you probably remember it. I conflated two separate uh, announcements. One was Tim Scott, his opening salvo said he's running for the presidency and the Republican nomination from South Carolina. I remember Howard Dean, who lost the uh, Iowa Caucasoid caucuses to John Kerry, but wanted to try to sort of whip up a frenzy of his supporters. And he just went cuckoo cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And then years later, Dave Chappelle did a great parody of that. I'm announcing today that I'm running for president of the United States of America. We're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. No, no, you didn't, Howard Dean. Son of the doctor, uh, Dr. Dean, who was actually uh, had his practice on Park Avenue in Manhattan. And like so many liberals and progressives and Democrats, they fled to Vermont Years ago with Ben and Jerry's and Bernie the Altacaca Sanders and other New Yorkers. And they established uh, their body politic there. Uh, but Dean just crashed and burned after that. I, I don't know what will become of Tim Scott. I'd like to see him in the debate format if, in fact, former President Donald Trump agrees to the debate. He should. Uh, because the last time around 2016... When he was the new Jack, uh, they had debates like every uh, month, and he just eviscerated uh, the 16 other challenges. With a little help, a little TKO from Shamu, El Jefe, Chris Christie, who on that stage in New Hampshire just just basically scored a TKO against uh, little Marco Rubio, if you remember, and then went off to the Boston Garden and did the jiggle-wiggle as he was watching a Springsteen concert afterwards to celebrate. And again, Bruce and uh, Schmanta Boy, uh, Stevie Van Zandt, and the E Street Band paid him no mind, gave him no credit. And I am uh, really upset with um, 
Sid Rosenberg. I mean, he went from his last interview. I'm going to do more of the bisection and dissection towards the end of this rip and readout. But today, the big story also was, and Sid didn't even bring it up to Mr. I'm going to wear a shirt, Black Lives Matter, wherever I go in the summer of 2020, with a paintbrush and a roller in my hand, along with Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope. And remember, every day was Bill de Blasio and uh, Eric Adams side-by-side wearing their Black Lives Matter T-shirts, painting Black Lives Matter in streets of the whole five boroughs. Do you see them anymore? They're gone. They're gone because Black Lives Matter became uh, big, large mansions, bought large mansions. That's what they are. They swindled millions, tens of millions of dollars. And their founder, Patrice Cullors, said, hey, what do you care? It's white guilt money. It's white guilt money. I remember in that summer of 2020, the local Black Lives Matter representative, Hawk Newsom from the Bronx, Concord Village, a real mama Luke, lives with his mother and his sister, was driving around in a tricked-out brand-new Cadillac Escalade, a sticker price about $110,000. Remember when he said he was going to burn down the city? Remember? If this country... If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it, all right? And then stupid white people, stupid white people put up Black Lives Matter signs. Oh, maybe they won't loot us and shoot us or come onto our property and vandalize. Eh, Oh, my God. Oh, if we just put up Black Lives Matter. We love Black Lives Matter. Oh, yes, yes. And they had marches. And it was simply white guilt money, just like Patrice Cullors has said, one of the three founding members, and again, was founded based on Angela Davis, communist, and uh, Shakur, Asada Shakur, a.k.a. Joanne Chesimard, cop killer. Cop killed a state trooper in Jersey and fled to Cuba behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro, where she is a celebrity antagonist of America to this day. And we never went out and just took her out. No. And that's the basis of Black Lives Matter, which has become BLM bought large mansions, big large mansions. They're in the real estate business. And now Black Lives Matter recorded a $9 million deficit in 2022, but still paid millions, millions to their executives, according to tax documents. And then most recently in the aftermath, the hero Marine from West Islip, uh, choking uh, and putting in a headlock, Neely, who was having a psychotic episode on that F train at 2.30 in the afternoon, aided and abetted by two good Samaritans, although Outslim Shady Sharpton says they're bad Samaritans, and he wanted all three charged with manslaughter. Who surfaced but the leader of Black Lives Matter, Hawk Newsom, uh, as he came out of his uh, tricked-out Cadillac Escalade with his bullhorn, and he was laughing at all us white people, all of us crackers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The man that killed Jordan nearly has to turn himself in. Let me explain something to y'all. We were the first group in this country to demand that the mayor prosecute the man who killed Jordan nearly. 
you know him, the Michael Jackson impersonator that was strangled on the train and the police let his killer go. We were the first group to demand justice. We took to the streets, we kept the pressure on. We've been outside this district attorney's office right here all day and said, we ain't leaving until they prosecute this man. And guess what? Guess what? They are prosecuting Daniel Penny. So tonight, we gonna be out here, out here partying. We got food coming, we need a DJ, we need some music. It's up, because people power works. To everybody who said, nah, y'all shouldn't be protesting doing this, <laughs> you, this work. You need to get in the streets. <laughs> Pressure works. Daniel White Crackers, Fortune 500 companies, give us your money and we won't burn you down. Put up a Black Lives Matter sign. Bow, bow to us. As two of the heads of the NYPD did in Washington Square Park on the night of uh, June 2nd, they actually took a knee as if they were Robert E. Lee giving up their sword to uh, General Grant at Appomattox and the war. And that's when the rioting, looting, and shooting took place for two days. And Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the goat from Park Slope, Ordered the police to stand back, retreat. I and the guardian angels, we fought Black Lives Matter and Antifa in the streets. I had my jaw busted two nights in a row. Right there in Herald Square where they had boarded up Macy's and they invaded Macy's like termites. Just bore through the plywood. And then eventually the next night down in Soho, in which we were swinging and winging. No cops in sight. Hawk Newsom leading the mob. What did we do? We gave them millions and millions of dollars, and they're still, still sucking the money out of stupid white crackers like so many of you who think you can buy peace with them. Nope. 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 They ripped you off, and you're continuing to give your money to them so that they can buy big, large mansions. This is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Our house is a very, very, very fine house With two cats in the yard Life used to be so hard Now everything is easy because of you Great, great Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young's song. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, after doing the interview with Sid Rosenberg, 7.05 this morning, as I have now been asked to do five mornings a week, I have a feeling that tomorrow I will be told my services are not needed because I decided to eviscerate that softball interview, make that, that beach ball interview that he gave. Eric Adams at 7.45. In fact, I'll share with you my horoscope. I read my horoscope every day and guide my actions by it in the New York Post. It's the best. You may want to let someone know that you are less than pleased with their efforts. But is that such a good idea? The planets warn that they won't take kindly to criticism and could try to derail you. Wouldn't be the first time. 
and went out of my way to pick up the phone I saw on the New York Post website an article about the interview that Sid Rosenberg, uh, who was swapping spit with Eric Adams earlier today, he was totally, totally, I don't know, flaccid. That's before he was turgid. And the, um, the New York Post article couldn't have been any more, any more congratulatory until I told the desk, everybody I know at the Post, I said, read it, read it closely, how he's kissing Eric Adams' ass. And they read it, and they scrubbed it from their website. I'll go more into that in the next segment. There is... Um, a county executive up in Westchester, as I've said over and over, who is the only one to say to Eric Adams and the city administration that he will take the illegal aliens, come one, come all, to Westchester. George Latimer is a Democrat. In fact, Westchester County voted overwhelmingly for Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, who calls anyone in the suburbs bigots who doesn't accept illegal aliens into their county. And Westchester voted by 20% plurality to uh, elect Kathy Hochul and not uh, put into office Lee Zeldin. None of that would have happened. By 20%. So he has gone on record. Unlike Ed Day in Rockland County, unlike Steve Newhouse, though he's a real pendeo in Orange County, both of them are Republicans. Steve Newhouse, a dollar short day late. And then you have the county executive up in uh, Dutchess County and the County executive in uh, Sullivan County who have said no and have gotten temporary restraining orders to prevent Eric Adams from putting any more of the illegal aliens onto buses to pound the hound to go to those counties. And they'll have to resolve that in court. The one person who has rolled out the red carpet and has said, come one, come all, give me your tired, your poor, your wealthy, your middle class, illegal aliens, especially the ones from Venezuela who come in and they've got uh, uh, high-priced watches on, iPhones, smartphones. They're wearing designer apparel. Uh, I mean, designer apparel. And they've got tourist luggage with wheels on it. So, you know, they didn't go through the mosquito-infested jungles of Panama in order to get to uh, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, and then Mexico to the border. They flew there and then crossed over. And they're ripping off the asylum system. That has become a joke. But the one county executive in our entire area of New York that has welcomed them in is George Latimer. And I say, you want him? We should send him there. Listen to what he told local Channel 12 about his willingness to accept the illegal aliens from Eric Adams. We cannot be there for every single person on this planet. But we cannot turn the blind eye either. We can't say you. Latimer says he's spoken to the county's legal advisor who tells him even declaring a countywide state of emergency won't help. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has that final call. You see, you see, he said, there's nothing I can do. I want them, but there's nothing that would prevent me from accepting them. They're now at a no-tell motel holiday and without the express. I think it's a Ramada on Tuckahoe Road in Yonkers. That crooked mayor there, Mike Sano, uh, the Democrat, four terms. You need term limits up there, desperately term limits. He's got $2 million worth of salaries that he pays to his relatives. 
I mean, you talk about nepotism. His top lobbyist is his brother. That's millions more. We got to get him out of there. And I've told Republicans I will come up. I'm going to meet with Anthony Morante, who is the candidate, city councilman there. I'm going to arrange that in my tour of Westchester. And I'm going to do everything I can to help Anthony Morante, the Republican challenger, the city councilman of uh, Yonkers, beat Mike Sano, who is corrupt right down to the marrow of his bone. And he and George Latimer, they see this as a money train. So can I have a little bit of my music here, Lou, a little bit of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Keep it very low because I want to tell everybody that it's not fair that Yonkers alone should be housing the illegals or Mount Vernon. Or as uh, Rob Astorino has said, scouts are already going through every nick, uh, cranny, and corner of White Plains and New Rochelle. By the way, Rob Astorino, to his credit, former Westchester County Executive, Republican conservative, has been at the head of the curve on all of this for years. Since the first illegal flights with illegal aliens were landing in the wee hours in the morning in unmarked jets coming into Westchester County Airport right near Armonk and then into Stewart, the airbase right in Newburgh in Orange County. He's always been on point, alerting us in advance and has alerted us on his Saturday program. It's a must listen. If you haven't listened, you got to go to his podcast at WABCradio.com. It's Saturdays, 4 to 5, right after Left First, Sis Right, with me and Anthony Weiner. So this is what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to Armonk, where I know that the La Quinta Inn and Suites has made available 140 rooms. It's right near the airport for the illegal aliens, if the price is right. Right now, they're negotiating with Eric Adams' administration. Eric Adams is like, uh, Monty Hall, let's make a deal. If the price is right, residents of Armonk in Westchester, you will have 140 rooms filled to capacity for a year. Guaranteed lease. You can't break the lease. You sign a four-year, all cash up front. All money up front. And remember, the New York City uh, checks don't bounce because that's our sucker taxpayers' checks. And then I'll be going over to Yorktown Heights. Now, why is Yorktown Heights important? Because that's where Sandy Ocasio, better known as AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Socialists of America who want to destroy our country. By the way, what would she be honoring any of our war dead, she and her socialists and her mini-me's over the Memorial Day weekend? I'll be tracking that for all of you out there. But anyway... She went to Yorktown High School. Her name, Sandy Ocasio, then. And then she went on to Boston University. Boy, that's the same school that Bill O'Reilly went to. But anyway, we're coming to Yorktown Heights, and we're going to say, hey, do you, do you want to accept migrants, illegal aliens? Come on, you got to do your fair share. Your, uh, your Democratic County Executive, George Latimer, says he wants them. Come on there in Yorktown Heights and in Bedford Hills and in Katona. And then, of course, we're going to the whitest suburb of all white suburbs in America, where even the lawn jockeys are white. That's Chappaqua. And I will stand outside of the Starbucks there on Main Street and South Greeley Avenue where... 
the lovebirds, the Clintons go, Bill and Hillary, to get their double lattes as Bill eyeballs every femme fatale who walks in and out. It's almost uh, equivalent to Martha's Vineyard, and I will hold a sign that begs the residents of Chappaqua to take a migrant home with them. Take a migrant home. I'll arrange it. I will transport them up from the Roosevelt Hotel. Take a migrant home with them. Because I have noticed that the residents of Westchester who are listening as we speak, what do they do each and every day? The rich, the wealthy, the Democrats, the liberal progressives along the Hudson River or Long Island Sound. They try to pick up day laborers every day at 5 o'clock. You know, Sid Rosenberg isn't even on. That's when Noam Layden is doing the roundup of news. They're picking up day laborers to cut their lawn, clean their pools, build uh, up their back porch, trim their trees. They need au pairs. They need domestic workers. And because all you Democrat and liberals in Westchester County who so supported Kathy Hochul overwhelmingly, she won Westchester by 20 percentage point. It's a all-blue area. Your county executive, George Latimer, wants them, and we're going to bring them to you because, let's face it, they need work. They're more than happy to cut your lawns, clean your pools, build your back porches up, trim your trees, uh, function as your au pairs and your domestic uh, slave labor workers, right? I mean, come on, you treat them like slaves. You fake, phony, fraudulent fagazis up there. And then I'm going to go to my Maranac. There's a hotel there and see if they're open to making a deal with the city of New York, with the mayor who is like uh, <laughs> making deals all the time. And it's all about how much the room rates are. It's close to the beach, the Mamaronac Hotel. And then I'm going to convince uh, the county executive there, George Latimer, who loves the illegal aliens. He's rolled out the red carpet. Why not call for an illegal alien day at Rye Playland since the county runs Rye Playland? Free rides for all the kids. Free cerveza for all the adult males. And special rides on what has made Riot Playland famous, the Dragon Coaster. We can do all that, ladies and gentlemen. As I reach my hands across the border from Woodlawn, uh, which is Little Dublin in the Bronx, to McLean Avenue, the start of Westchester, Yonkers. We can do this together. Thank you, Westchester County, for accepting all of our illegal aliens If only Eric Adams would send them all to you. Talking about this is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Oh, God, I wanted to project our vomit earlier today after I was on with Sid at 7.05. He had uh, Eric Adams on at like 7.45, and it was like Barney talk. They were kissing and smooching one another like you couldn't believe. Lip-locking. Oh, my God. Oh, it was vile. So uh, Sid, uh, once he finished the interview, he was strutting around in the hallway saying, hey, look, people are saying it's worthy of a Marconi Award. 
I said, hey, pal, for that one, you get a Ronzoni Macaroni Award. What an elbow macaroni bender he was. It was horrible. Horrible. And so an article in the New York Post appeared in 929 about the interview, and I called up the desk. I said, you got to scroll the article. You got to leave it on the cutting room floor. Did you listen to the start of the interview? It was such a kiss-ass interview. And they said, no, they hadn't. They just took uh, the cuts that had been sent to them by the mayor's office, which is normal. I said, no, you got to listen to the beginning of it. When you listen to this, you'll realize this was an Eric Adams propaganda interview. Here he is, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. And uh, Erica, you you just missed, I just played the entire song. It's a song by Frank Sinatra that no one knows, no one knows. And it's called Brooklyn Bridge. And I'm telling you, Mr. Mayor, it is a great song. And how apropos, after that wonderful day you had yesterday, the 140th birthday of the Brooklyn Bridge and that new park on the Manhattan side, you would love that song, Eric. Trust me. Oh, God. Kissing. I mean, lip locking. Uh, what? I guarantee you, Eric Adams will not have that on his Spotify list. And the reason that nobody has played that Frank Sinatra song about the Brooklyn Bridge is it sucks. Even Joe Piscopo, the uh, Frank Sinatra show, Sunday, 6 to 8. You've never heard that show because it sucks, that song. So... All of a sudden, he's talking the anniversary of Brooklyn Bridge. You know, it took 14 years to build. And I felt like after the first five minutes, I wanted to be like Steve Brody, the first guy to ever jump off the Brooklyn Bridge and survive. I really did. But it went from bad to worse. This administration is a successful administration. Uh, I want to stop you for a second because I, I do love, Mr. Mayor, all the people you put in charge. I mean, I saw uh, Commissioner Sewell again down by Battery Park uh, on Sunday, you know, for the uh, the NYPD Running Club 5K run. She's awesome. Uh, I've had Tish on the show, Sanitation. You know, just Monday, Eric, I had on um, Lou Molina from the DOC, the, uh, the commissioner there. You have put some excellent people in very lofty positions. So congratulations on that. Oh, God. Oh, God. He was kissing up again. He was lip-locking. My God, it was homoerotic. So let's see. He said that Police Commissioner Sewell is doing a great job. He loves her, right? She meets with her um, her head in uh, chief, the uh, Deputy Mayor of Public Safety, Phil Banks, uh, once a week. That's on Sundays. Hopefully it's uh, in church, in a pew, and not in a hotel, motel, Holiday Inn Express. They won't let her meet with any deputy chiefs or chiefs. She's impotent. She does nothing. She's a figurehead. Number two, he mentioned Tish, the sanitation commissioner, who grew up with a silver spoon in her mouth big enough to offset the trade balance between Red China and the United States, who was always in a stretch limo her entire life, Jeeves driving her around. Could you pass the gray pool pong? Jeeves, uh, oh, there's some litter on the ground. Could you pick it up? Her entire focus in being the sanitation commissioner, and by the way, she has no experience whatsoever, is composting. That is not the problem in the city of New York. The problem in the city of New York is there is garbage everywhere, and this woman doesn't have enough Jeeves to be out there picking it up for her. She is horrible. 
And then Sid mentions Molina, who's the head of the Department of Corrections. I got to take Sid to Rikers Island, where I've been locked up. Take him from tier to tier, if they'll let us in there, overnight, because none of the brass are around. And I'll show you. See the bloods? They control this tier. C-74, C-76. You see the Crips uh, control this tier. You see MS-13, they control this tier. You see Trinitarios, they control this tier, Sid. You see Latin Kings, they control this tier. Nietas, they control this tier. Molina, you can't even control Rikers Island. There's only 7,500 inmates. And the inmates control the asylum. The gangbangers decide who comes in and who goes out. Sid, I'm ashamed of you. The previous interview, you were turgid. You were strong. You took it right to the mayor. This one, you were flaccid. Next time, will you take your Viagra, your Levitra, your Cialis? Because, man, that was weak. Really weak.